We are joined by Shane, the man, the myth, the legend. Thanks for joining us, mate. How are you getting on today? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I can't believe it's Monday because I feel so good. It's Monday. You're not got the Monday blues. No, I got the Monday. I'm doing okay. (laughs) I don't have the Mondays in Shane's world. Shane's world's beautiful. It's like bright, bright sunshine and optimism. I love that. I love that. Well, I usually would not like the Mondays, but today uh, I'm doing all right. Nice, nice. Obviously, I've been looking forward to getting you on, Shane, to be quite honest with you, because obviously when you got in touch, I was like, oh, yes, here's a guy that I want to talk to because you've obviously been doing what you've been doing and all that sort of stuff for a long, long time. Uh, Obviously, you've got your own show, which I didn't know was a thing. This is a a new thing for me, to be quite honest with you. And I was like, wow, that is a great idea, because when you think about it, people have been doing similar with radio back in the day for Mm -hmm. years and years and years. But then no one's really done this sort of thing with podcasting and online sort of stuff. So it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I grew up listening to that old time stuff. I, I don't have a good explanation of why, but I mean, it's, it is a cheaper way of making the same stories. And I have, a, you know, there are a lot of fiction stuff out there. People either reading stories or there are audio series where it's sort of people talking in rooms, but I, I haven't heard anything you know, what we drive to do, thrive to do is basically sort of be an HBO of audio where it's like really cinematic. Yeah. Uh, not sort of get worried that people can't follow it because um, I think you sort of have to retrain your brain to listen to these things if you're doing it well. So we don't pull any punches with with the kind of quality that we're trying to put out there. It's pretty cool to be fair. I mean, obviously people have, uh, who are online now who don't know what you do because they've not really said what it is you actually do, to be quite honest with you. Like, what the hell are these guys talking about? It's basically, I, well, you can, you go for, you could probably describe it a no, lot. I was going to say, I, I do time traveling and then make everyone's head explode and be like, what have I stumbled onto? <laughs> if that was the case, that'd be amazing. Although we'll talk about it later. I can prove to you that forward time travel exists. Oh, now you've got me intrigued. Now you've got me intrigued. Yeah. So, uh, we, do you want to talk about the other thing first, or you want to let, tell you how time travel exists? Let, oh, 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 that's a, that, that's a that's a decision I don't know if I can make. Go for it. Let's go, <laughs> let's talk about your your stuff first. So, you you do like um like it's a, a what would you call it like a podcast? Theater no, I usually series? call it an audio series, and awesome, the reason right? I call it an audio series is because when people hear podcast, they think of talk shows like instantly. They're like, oh, you know, you're a couple people talking on mics and just talking about stuff. And I'm like, that's not what we do. So that's why we technically are a podcast, like something is a TV show. That just means it's on TV. It doesn't say what kind of show it is or anything like that. Uh, Some people say it's an audio drama. The reason I don't use that term is because a lot of times people get in their heads this idea of sort of the old timey style with like, you know, minimal footsteps and doors opening and sort of that kind of old timey feel. And we don't do that either. So when I say an audio series... People at least have to stop for a second and go, what is that? I've never heard of that. Or they, they're they not quite sure. Um, but it's full cast, full sound effects, original uh, scripts, original musical scores. Um, it's really Game of Thrones meets Princess Bride, but just for your ears. You know, it's, it's uh, for people who are blind or visually impaired, it's how they would watch a movie without audio descriptions. Um, it's, it's, you just need the audio and you get the full story and then you make the pictures in your head. It's your mind is activated. Like you're reading a book, you know how people read a book and they say, ah, the movie is never as good. It's because they're like, well, that's not what the character looks like. The character looks like what it looks like in my head. So we do that only fully audio. So all of the sound effects, all of the, you know, the sword fights, the monsters, the walking, everything. It's pretty good that because when you described it there, it's like when you, it's like when you know when it's like when you read a book, everyone like uh, says it's like your own interpretation of what the the visualizing it is. It's like yeah. you create the characters and how. I mean, the, the the writer can put it down on paper and they can do it as much as they think, but it's up to you to visualize it. This is when 
uh, a lot of people keep complaining about when books and stuff like that get put into movies and a lot of people complain about it and it's just like well yeah because you're complaining about it because their interpretation is probably different to your interpretation of the visualization sort of thing so it's a pretty cool way of doing it because you're you, you're letting the audience understand it and let well interpret it in their own special way sort of thing which is a pretty cool thing to do yeah and and because we have i mean we have 120 actors in, in the 120 actors in the first season wow we have 31 32 episodes out 32 because the first episode is a two-parter um but there's so much story and so many more things we could do like if we shot this as a movie or a tv show you know we'd have to have tons of locations and all these things yeah but this way we can go anywhere we can do anything i've had tons of people you know i've had arguments with people like well you can't do anything with audio you can't do and i said we're going to do it. We, we can do anything with audio that you can do with visuals um, in many, many aspects. And I have mm-hmm. had arguments with people and then, you know, even writing the scripts um, with, <laughs> with partners, uh, partners and stuff of mine, we're like, well, how are you going to design that? I go, don't worry about that. That's my problem. We're just writing the script. We're writing the movie mm-hmm. and then we're going to turn it into audio. And, uh, and, you know, we've done very well. And, and it's exciting because it really is the beginning of, of this kind of medium. I mean, there are companies that sort of do this, but I really haven't heard, an, uh, you know, um, a lot of people trying to advance the way we're trying to advance this sort of storytelling. And it's the beginning. So to know what's going to happen in 5, 10, 20 years, it's just like the beginning, like the first time film came out. It's like, well, what's a movie? Is this a movie? Is that a movie? And then we are where we are now. It's, that's where we are with audio. Why do you think the audio thing's got so like kind of popular recently? You know, you've got the podcast and obviously you've got your kind of your theory stuff that you're doing. Why? And, and obviously you've got different apps now like Clubhouse and then like Tim right. are now jumping on board. Facebook are jumping on board. What's the, what's the, the, we're kind of doing a 180 when it comes to stuff like that, aren't we? This is, this is what I think. So if you know anything about like film history, just entertainment history. So it started out, you started out with radios and people, it was a very large thing. It had tubes in it and people would sit in front of it and just listen to it. You know, you had to stay in one spot. So when TV came around, it was the same action as listening to the radio. You sat in one spot and, and stared at something, you know? Right. So retraining people how to do that wasn't difficult. When phones came around and all that stuff started happening, the video element was so impressive. And that's what we were used to. We were used to TVs. We were used to computers and that screen. So the automatic thing to do was put it on the phone. Now we're kind of regressing, like you said, but we're not retraining people on how to listen to something. You go, well, you don't have to watch it, but while you're traveling, while you're going throughout your day, it's the same device and the same act as watching something on your phone. So I think that's one reason why, uh, you know, audio is becoming more and more popular because people are realizing that that is a desire and a need and and something that they can do. They can have that entertainment pumped into them without actually watching something. Yeah. Um, You know. And for a long time, there are two kinds of audio. There were talk shows and there was music. That's what was on the radio in your car. Um, you know, devices came around, the iPod and all that stuff. There's that, you know, you had books on tape, but that wasn't as readily available. That was something you had to go search for. Um, so people are used to having noise going on and they want to learn things. And, and with all of the information that's out there in the world now, you are able to entertain yourself and always have somebody with you with the audio and i think that's one reason why it's it's sort of expanding as it is and you know things are going to come and go um because we're still figuring out what to do with this audio monster in a day-to-day life kind of situation because there's so many options i mean the way people talk about podcasts a lot is it's a talk show i've gone to conventions and people give these big talks and only talk about that a podcast is just people talking. Mm. And when you think outside the box, it is so much more than that. You could, that's the thing. It's like it's been put, it's like podcast has been pigeonholed to be kind of like that. I can understand what you're saying. And nobody's really kind of done something like the same sort of thing that you're doing. But the the, the, the strange way about it is that it it's always been there, but just nobody thought it could fit the platform. 
Yeah, I mean, the BBC has been doing radio drama sort of stuff for a very long time. I mean, um, uh, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> originally right. was a radio show, then it became a book, and then it became the movies and all the other stuff. That's right. So there are, it's it's niche, niche markets, and um, but it's becoming more and more in the mainstream. And there are people that have been doing it for a very, very long time. And then it's just some of the companies with money started going, oh, I think we can do something. We can make some money off this. We can, you know, be the be the go-between between people. And then people start taking, you know, watching, you know, figuring out what's happening. And I think that when those companies start looking at the people that have been doing it for a long time and pushing the boundaries of what can happen. Yeah. There's a lot of time right now people are, are fixated on getting out more and more and more content. You always have to be putting out content. So you don't have the time to reinvent the wheel to sit there like you can with a film and you know edit it for so long and have all these people but again that's why i say hbo of audio because we're really focused more on the quality and the like forward motion of what we can do than the amount of stuff that we put out you know yeah that, that kind of thing I mean, that's it. I mean, it's when you talk about just a minute ago that you said reinventing the wheel sort of thing. It's was it you, you quoted on it as well? You 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 made a quote saying it's not the person who invented the wheel is the genius. It's the person who had the other three on top of it. And I was like, <laughs> that is brilliant. And it's true. I can't take credit for that because it was yeah. Sid Caesar who's one of the biggest, like most influential comics of all time. But yes, I agree. And that's basically what you guys have done, really, haven't you? Because you had this podcast, and it's like uh, uh, this podcasting, like kind of platform and all that sort of stuff. But you just went, okay, let's mix it up a bit. Let's do something different, and add the three wheels to it. And it's uh, it's kind of taken off, really, isn't it? I mean, we so I did one back in two thousand eight, uh, two thousand nine. That um, that was when about twenty percent of people had ever even heard of a podcast, mind alone <laughs> listened to one. Yeah. So and and so that. That was a very interesting time because you didn't have so much noise. It's sort of like Comic-Con. Comic-Con started, or cons in general, started for the independent you know, producers and so people could see their stuff and go, oh my God, this is amazing and sort of find those tiny niche markets. And then all the money came involved and, and now it's this, these big things and it's great. Don't get me wrong, it's great. Um, but the, But now especially during the pandemic. So, so many people started getting into podcasting, which is again, fantastic. It's great. But then so many people started getting people to try to listen to their podcasts that sometimes, you know, if you have a great show like this one, it's like, well, I've heard the word podcast and I'm tired of hearing the word podcast. Like, yeah. well, give it a shot. This one's great. He has an accent. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that as a highlight. You know that. There you go. Um, so here's the question. Cool. There's nothing to do with what we're talking about. I mean, you're you're there with a lot of people that that have the same accent. I mean, I don't consider myself having an accent. Do you consider yourself having an accent? Uh, well, I do now because I have an accent. Uh, well, you've got an accent, yeah, because obviously you're from the, like the US, because different places. But myself, I'm actually. Um, uh, obviously Scottish, as you can tell, but I'm living, actually living in England. I'm down in, uh, down in London right. at the minute. So, yeah, it's always the same. And I've actually had people give me jobs because of that, uh, because of the accent, my previous jobs. They're like, oh, we want you to be known as a Scottish guy in the office. So when you phone someone up, they're like, oh, it's a Scottish guy. And it's like, okay. And everyone keeps saying to me, you get such a lovely phone voice. And I'm like, a phone man. And I was like, okay, face for radio. Is that what you're trying to say? You know, just, <laughs> you're just a voice. And one of my mates said the other day there, he's like, what would you be like if you didn't have your uh, didn't have your accent? And I just went, probably a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's all I've got. I've got nothing else. I've got uh, no, I've received hairline. I've got like that's uh, I've got the Scottishness. That's it. I'm nothing else. I'm just a, I'm just an accent at the end of the day. <laughs> Take what you can get. That's it. Play by your strengths, mate. That's what it is. There you go. Well, Missy's is probably next door listening to this. Going, oh bless, you. I'm gonna have to give him a hug now. But like, come off this. But when you're in Scotland, you don't think, oh, my God, everybody has an accent. No, you it's don't, no. Like a, no, right? you just, no, you don't. Yeah, you just think, like, yeah. It's just when everyone else comes in, like, 
up in Scotland because where I used to live was um, it's uh, I wouldn't say it wasn't the city, it was close to Glasgow, it was about an hour away from Glasgow. Yeah. But it was literally as soon as you drive in there, it's like going back in time to 1950, it's so bad. And um, it's like we don't like people from other places. So if you come in with any slight differential accent or anything, they're like, Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here? Why are you here? And it's just weird. I mean, it's it, this may be the, the terrible American mentality that I was just thinking about, but like if I went to Scotland. I would probably be in my head. I wouldn't say it out loud, but in my head, I'd probably have a thought of, wow, so many people have accents. I'm like, no, I have an accent. They talk normal. You're a jerk. It's like going to China and being like, there's so many minorities here. Like, no, you're the minority. You are a jerk. That's basically what it is. Isn't it? I can understand what you're saying. It's just getting to that sort of mentality. Yeah. I came down here and it's like, um, you've got an accent, but I was like, well, you've got an accent too. And it's like, English accent, and you're like, oh, yeah, shit, I'm actually, I'm not supposed to, I'm not from here. I shouldn't really say yeah. that, you know, which is pretty mental. But, yeah, it's all right. I mean, when you were talking about the, the podcast and, like, just when you started, what made you think? What, what, what was the kind of, because you, you've been in, like, um, like an audio for quite a while, haven't you? You've been doing it at university and all that sort of stuff. So, when well, did you... I, I didn't actually start doing audio until after I graduated. I graduated right. with a, a degree in theater performance. Right. And and then I started, you know, it was after graduated that we started doing that other show. So um, what was that? What was really catalyst? What was the reason behind it? Was it just sitting there one day? I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's got like an epiphany place. I know some people like to do it on the toilet. Some people like to kind of when it's having a few beers. Was it just yeah. like a, a brainwave or was it something that was trickling in the background and you just went, I'm going to act on this? I had always had the, because I grew up listening to this stuff. I mean, I could go off on that for hours, but I had always had in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, that would be kind of cool to do that one day to just do a project like that. Cause why not? Yeah. Um, and then we graduated and then I graduated and in the US at least in 2008 it was a really hard time to graduate because it was a recession jobs were really bad you know I couldn't find these 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 things and uh, but I was trying to keep active and produce your own projects and all this stuff so a buddy of mine and I um, he was sort of working at our college and had access to recording space like a Foley stage it was a big stage so came up you know he was like well, why don't we try to do an audio thing and i was like great because we can turn what we're doing into to to that so we we that's that was sort of the catalyst it was you know somebody else sort of going well that would be a, something we could do because of podcasting and we had the space and i was like well i know exactly you know what's what's up so we wrote scripts and 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 went from there so and just just like a juggernaut just like a, a snowball just going for it you know and just just yeah. why not just do it you know it must take a lot of time to get like kind of this whole thing start even like each episode sort of thing must oh, yeah. take a lot of time and effort you know especially the amount of characters have got on board as well oh yeah i mean it's it is each episode takes a very long time between i mean it took us a year to write because we wrote all wow. the entire first season before we started recording because we needed to rec we recorded people individually part partly because of the pandemic and partly because it gives us more control over editing um but our job is to make it sound like everybody's in the same room so um and then depending on the episode it'll take me you know if, if not a whole lot happens it can take me four to six hours to edit or it can take me you know 12 to two days um because there's sword fighting and the amount of characters and the amount of monsters. And then we send it off to our mixer and then we get our music. And so it's, and, and just the recording process takes very long, depending on, on how much we're recording. So it can take a very long time, which is a, another reason I think a lot of people don't do things this way. Um, you know, they'll get everybody in a room and you'll record it twice and then you'll edit it off of that. Um, which, you know, our first episode, that's our first series, that's what we did. And we'd do pickups and all this stuff. But you figure it out as you go along. That's that's the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, whether you do it with everybody at the same time, over Zoom, you know, different people. We I started this, uh, you know, studio, this space that we're in uh, with me and my partner, Bill Holmes, because to produce this show and then we rent it out and do rentals and stuff to, to make money. But it's, yeah. you know. I was living in New York. I gave up everything to come back and, and wow. do the thing. 
that's a, that's a bit scary thought that you kind of dropped everything and gave it up. How that must have been a scary like, notion to do that. What was going through your head there? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that's what it is. Uh, but did you have anyone like, doubting you? Because this sort of thing is a, it's a, it's a huge gamble, and it's something that no one's done. And this is what cracks me up when things happen like this that no one has really done before. People go, "Oh, there's a reason why nobody's done it." No, because nobody's got the balls to fucking do it. Did you have anyone sit there and go, "No, nah, this ain't going to work, Shane"? Oh, constantly, really. <laughs> constantly i mean so i had been wanting since the first one i did i had been wanting to do another one but i uh, a series but i didn't want to you know do it with no money with like just begging and scraping and all this stuff so over the last 10 years or so i was trying to build up business plans and figure out how to do this and and all this stuff and then we got the opportunity for the space and 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 it just started running with it but constantly i would have meetings with people trying to get investors trying to get you know, just allies. And I remember a number of times, one in particular, I sat down with somebody who said he wanted to meet with me and he sat down and he goes, okay, so this is never going to work. No one's going to listen to this. Why, why are you doing this? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, well, this meeting's over because yeah. now I have to convince you that what I'm doing is worth you changing your mind. And to change someone's mind is very difficult to convince somebody who has doubts about it is a little bit easier. So if they're like, well, tell me why this is going to work mm. is a lot different than saying this isn't going to work and you need to convince me I'm wrong. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, but, it, and, and it, it was so weird to me. It was, it was that I didn't understand why so many people fought it so hard considering, Oh my God, my hair is crazy. <laughs> There you go, the hat's off, yeah, the hat's better. off, and now get involved. Um, <laughs> it was crazy to me how many people didn't, couldn't see the fact that audio was exploding, mm. that there were, there was a need for this kind of thing, yeah, and that there was a place for it. Again, there's so many podcasts now that it's, it can be hard to, you know, Ridiculous. get to the top, and there are companies that have, you know, ends with, with, you know, getting sponsored and getting you know promoted on on different platforms and stuff but quality i believe quality rises to the top um so it's it's a struggle it's absolutely a struggle but it was just strange to me how people couldn't see the sort of the forest of the trees is so to speak yeah, so it's always the old school phrase isn't it it's like it's everything worth having doesn't come easy sort of thing and it's exactly the same you have a vision you've got a dream i can go for it and you're a prime example of that sort of kind of aspect when you've got obviously the roadblocks in front of you and you've just kind of went nah fuck you i'm still gonna do it it's, it's pretty yeah. pretty motivating to find out that you can do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it and have that motivation behind you and still have that drive behind you well you and know? you and you come at it from a place of learning every single time it's not i know everything it's well how i i trust myself to come to roadblocks and go well how can we make this better so that that's the self-awareness that I've been working on for the last 10 years instead of having coming from an egocentric standpoint of, well, no, I know, get away from me and it can't be you, it can't be me. It's you can learn from every single person you talk to yeah. uh, something. And um, but even if I have a meeting like that, who it was like, yeah, this isn't going to work, blah, blah, blah. I can sit there and learn, OK, why don't you think this is going to work? So either the next meeting I have, I can address those things early or I can go oh, these are interesting thoughts. These are problems that I'm going to have to solve. Let's do that during this process. Yeah. So even the naysayers can be helpful. Um, it gets frustrating when people say, you know what, if you do this and this and this, then I can help you. And then you do those things and then they come back and they go, I'm so sorry. I never thought you were going to be able to do those things. Um, uh, I can't actually help you. <laughs> that a lot. It's, it's, it, I mean, you obviously had to, the, the, the funding behind it, there must be obviously some funding behind it. So you, were you just like kind of contacting, like you mentioned the investors, it was just like, okay, let's get involved. Were you contacting like big brand, brand studios? Or was it in, uh, independent guys or? I would contact anybody that would listen to me. And I mean that in, in every sense of the word. I would go <laughs> through, like I would, I talked to friends of mine 
Um, and I was like, does anybody know anybody here, 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 here? I never went into a meeting um, with like, if I don't get this out of that meeting, this is a wasted meeting. And I think that's very important. At the very least, I wanted to walk away from every single meeting with an ally. If they say, look, we can't help you, but you know, I really hope that this works out for you. I consider that a successful meeting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I... I really, I would contact friends of mine and go, does anybody know anybody at an advertising agency? And then I would get hooked up with somebody over there and I would just have a conversation with them and I'd find out more about what they want in something. Um, I went to some networking events where I didn't really necessarily get anything out of it, but I met some people and I heard other people pitching and, and again, it's a hard sell because like you said, nobody's done what I'm doing before. And again, there yeah. are companies that, do fictional audio and and all these things but nobody's they're media companies and they have different business models than what we're looking at and like you said you've never heard of some of this stuff and a lot of people haven't so it's a different world um and it it's rough it was rough it was yeah. very and it still is don't get me wrong you know we have we don't really have investors we had some people that that helped us um sort of gave us loans so yeah. we have to pay them back. And it it was amazing to me also that most people didn't ask what the story was about. They weren't concerned with the quality of the work because I had, I guess because I had had a whole like a, a other show and they're like, yeah, quality fine, story fine, we don't care. They literally talked about like things you need to know, like who your market is. How are you going to reach them? Those kinds of things. And it just blew my mind that nobody was like, but can I get a sample? Cause I don't know. You can make anything. Good. <laughs> I had one, I had one company that we, we work with an uh, advertising agency and sell some of our ads. And uh, they were the only ones to ask me what the story was. Right. Okay. And I started telling them and after about a 30 seconds to a minute, he goes, okay, that's fine. That's enough. I just wanted to make sure there was one. <laughs> make sure it's not something dodgy or anything like that, you know what I, mean? that I wasn't just being like well i don't know i mean we'll figure that out <laughs> that says like, what's the story oh, i don't know yeah i was just waiting to get some cash first and give you exactly. give you what have you got any good ideas for the story <laughs> you know what i want mean? to give mad props to this advertising they're called ad large and they're amazing and they're a small small company but i went and i met with them and you know how i met with them I'm telling you, you talk with anybody and anybody that'll listen to you because um, somebody I know went to high school. My, my father, actually, strangely enough, went to high school with somebody who was in radio and I had met with some people. There's a, there's a, a government program here called SCORE, which is mentors for people trying to start small businesses and it's free and i talked to somebody there who was in radio and i got hooked up with this other guy who happened to know this ad agency and set up that meeting jesus christ that's a very windabout way of 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 doing this um and they saw the drive that i had they weren't agree they didn't put in any money but they're like when you get this we're ready yeah so when they saw the drive and they saw me not stopping and they signed on to be partners about this thing. And, you know, when we launched, we didn't necessarily do as well as we were hoping to do, mm. but um, they have been so supportive every step of the way. Cause every time I give them an update, they're like, or, and they know all this stuff, they have all the numbers, but they're doing a bunch of other stuff. They're like, we believe in this, keep on going. We believe in this, keep on going. They'll send the nicest emails going, some, from the first time you came into our office, we saw you had the drive. You're never going to stop. You're going to do great. You know, keep on going. And they, again, sort of like you, like they, what you were saying is like they invested in a person. They invested in me. That's great. And, you know, their reputation, their time. And it was amazing. It's good and to have that. It's good to have that sort of kind of backup there, you know. It's good to have someone that kind of believes in what you're doing, not just like, because you always get your family and friends and people to listen to it, but it's also good to have like, I would say like an organization behind you to say, this is great, we like this. It's, it's, yeah. it, it, makes you, it makes you drive even more, it makes you motivated more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 
it's it's not the driving force of why I did what I did, but every they were so great because every single time we didn't meet something that I like self-imposed, like I was like, this is what we want to do. And we didn't, if we don't meet that, they go, that's fine. You're still doing everything great. And I'm like, oh, great. well, if this company is telling me that, then I must be doing something great. So so what did you guys do? Because obviously this, it's been going for a few years, but obviously I can imagine it's uh, after you've done it. You've done all the business. You're getting everything going. You're getting that momentum. Then, boom! Like in that there, I, I like to call it the global bastard hit with COVID. And that what happened? To you guys there? How did you kind of do what you did there? We were recording when COVID hit, right? So we had to switch gears very quickly. And I started being able to do remote recordings with people, and um, it 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 was you know it wasn't oh well we can't do this now or we have to do a subpar. It became how do we make this work? And I'm not, you know, the, the, I talk to people, I say, well, how do we do this? And then I Google and I spend hours and hours going down rabbit holes of the best way to, to you know, get the high quality recordings of this and how, how we do that and that. And then it was a lot of, you know, me and Bill in a cave, just putting this thing together. Um, we were very, very safe. You know, we would every once in a while have somebody come into the studio, but everybody was in their own room. The actor was in in a perfectly. It, and, and you know, we launched September 22nd, 2020. Right. Launched. Um, and, uh, you know, we just we kept putting it out and we we talk about it. we're working on season two right now. We're actually doing a sort of a, a fan cast with the American Center for the Blind. Oh, so every week they do a they have a live radio show that they do a live listen to one of the episodes and then we do a talk show about it and then we put it up as a podcast later, too. So and we're writing season two. You know, it's we keep busy with all of it, but it, yeah. It's a, it's a struggle. It's a, it's struggle. a struggle. I can imagine, you, obviously, with the, the you, did you do a lot of remote recording? How was, because I've been feeling, obviously, the majority of the stuff I do here is remotely, obviously, just like yourself, you know, and yes, the audio is good, but depending on what the, the person is, obviously, with yourself, yeah. you're, you're kind of shit hot, obviously, the mics and all that, but I've had people talking into laptop cameras, microphones, and yeah. I've had people with earphones that don't work and how did you get over that because you, you want to keep that sort of quality alive did you how did you get over that kind of aspect well, we only remotely we only worked with people who had good setups mm. and with the thing with zoom which is great for talk shows and stuff but we um it compresses the audio yeah. so it actually if when we do what we do do it and we, we master it and stuff it will bring out all the imperfections in it and we need it to sound like everybody's in the same room so when we record remotely we would use one of two things there's something called source connect and we can get high quality audio recordings remotely or ipdtl both ways are are ways to basically get almost exactly the best quality from your microphone and i'm engineering it over here Ooh, that's pretty special um yeah i mean it's it's used it's there's standards for like re recording studios and stuff like that we do a lot of remote recordings these days right. um but you know if we had somebody who didn't have a setup like a, a booth a, a good booth, a, a good microphone, we would, I say, either you have to come in or we can't do this because yeah. there's no, we didn't have that kind of uh, flexibility to go. You, we're not leaning on, I think sometimes when people do this kind of audio, they lean on it, the novelty of it. And they go, well, if this was a movie, this is just a concept and we're going to try to pitch it as a TV show and a movie and then we can do something else. Or they go, well, it's audio. People will forgive this and that. And I, there's nothing wrong with that, but we were trying to jump beyond that and go, this is the best entity of this that it can be. Yeah. And, you know, if we make a movie, if we make a TV show, great, we'll make those the best that they can be. But this is a standalone amazing thing. That's, that, that's pretty cool sort of thing. I mean, looking at it, when, when I was looking at the, obviously on the website, when I was doing my, uh, my, my research as a, uh, um, a really good talk show person, podcast a person should do is do a little bit of research and everything sometimes i do sometimes i don't but this time i actually did because i thought i'd have to come prepared because you're kind of uh, uh awesome what you do then look at the the, the roster list the, the cast list you guys have got i mean i'm not being funny that's that's pretty impressive you've got like oscar winners on there you've got emmy winners 
two-time MMA winners, you know? You've got people like Jane Lynch, who I absolutely love, by the way. As soon as I seen her, I was like, holy shit. You know, like people like Neil Flynn, from uh, who I grew up with, you know, watching him on like, the sitcoms and stuff. And it's just like, like Maurice uh, Lamarche. I'm like, how the hell do you get these people on there? What do you do? Do you, so, do you? Are you like sacrificing virgins to get them on the show? Are you? Have you got some dirt on each one? I would have, but but you have an accent, so I can't. <laughs> That's a callback. That's what that was. That is uh, foreshadowing right there. So the way, so I, my my producing partner, uh, Bill Holmes, William Holmes, um, uh, you want to come? He actually just walked in. There he is. He's there. How you doing, Bill? You all right? Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, mate. Okay. Go back into your cave. This is the first time I've been I've been uh, we've been gate crashed in the podcast. This is the first time yeah. to the show. I love this. Well, he's uh, he's been in the voiceover industry for a very long time. Right. Um, so Maurice Lamarche, Rob Paulson, Bob Bergen, he actually like has known these people for a very very long time. Wow. So Neil Flynn and him used to do comedy together. Like yeah. they've known each other since high school. Such a funny so, guy as well, Neil yeah. Flynn. Oh, he's amazing. And and in this show, he's one of my favorite characters. And it's not a comedic role. It's not right. you know. It, so he's amazing. Um, so Bill and I did a version of A Christmas Carol back 2011, I want to say. Right. An audio version of A Christmas Carol. And we happened to be able to have Mo and Rob in that, along with a bunch of other people. Um, and it turned out so well. And they had so much fun doing it that they jumped at the chance to do this one. Yeah. We are not paying these people what they should be earning. We are paying minimums. We we are very union positive uh, group here. I'm again. I'm an actor. Bill's an actor. Um, but a lot of these people were doing us favors because they wanted to be part of this. They enjoy working with us. We make it fun. Um, and sometimes they just fall into our laps a little bit, and we yeah. we ask them if they want to do something, and they're like, great. Um, it, it's amazing, you know, when we stop and really look at the cast list, I mean, it, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind every time, you know, uh, Jane Lynch, um, Cameron Crowe, uh, these people, um, Piper Laurie, I mean, these are legends and mm -hmm. they love coming here and just screwing around with us. Um, so, and you know what? I, sometimes you just have to ask. I did, I did a project with uh, Michael Emerson. If you know who Michael Emerson is, he was, if you ever watched Lost, he was Ben in Lost. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the way I worked with him, I had, it was some audio pilot I was doing for somebody. And I met him at a, I, a friend and I went to a party we knew he was going to be at for a independent theater. They were trying to raise money. And I bumped into him and I just started talking because I knew he had some audio drama experience stuff. And I asked if he would do this thing. And he says, well, I'll call my people. And I ended up, you know, a couple months later, I recorded him. So that's probably enough. reaching out is never, you know, never a bad thing. You tell them what you're doing, you know, how, you know, how small it is that they want to do it. Great. If they don't no hard feelings, but mm. I mean, even the non-celebrities that we have are incredible. That's the thing. Dana Powers, who's a legend voiceover actress. She's plays aura in the show. She's one of the best actresses I know. Um, we were just so lucky to get the talents that we did. I mean, that's it. It's, it's all comes down to it's like yeah, you have you could have the best show in the world, you could have the best written show in the world, but it's obviously the people who are actually bringing that to life that make it count, you know. And it's it's good yeah. you guys have got a really good cast and well, but I, but I would say passionate cast really to be fair. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah. very passionate, very supportive cast. Yeah, I mean that's great. I mean especially with obviously the big names that you've got, it's great that they. They'd come on because they're the sort of people you want on because they're not there just for the dollar bills that you see all these like, other actors and stuff that yeah. are there, you know. They're, they're there because they just love the craft. They just love what they do. And that, that is, it's quite cool to see, to be honest, you know, because actors yeah. get a really bad rap every now and again. But well, it's good and, to see them. They know that we're not coming with a whole lot of money that we're holding, we're keeping from them. They know what we're putting together and they know that, you know, if this happens, we'll take care of people and all that stuff because it really is 100% a passion project. I didn't get paid for, you know, me and Bill didn't get paid for what we have done for the mm. producers. We edited, we directed all this stuff, but, and, and all of the actors know that they know we're not trying to take advantage of anybody. We're just trying to put out the best product we can and we're, we're doing the best we can.
That's great. I mean, how do you kind of how, how do you get that? How do you get the numbers up? Because I know you you guys are hitting some like your know, six figure numbers sort of thing nowadays, you know. And it's just, I seen um, your Instagram. You put a big old post out there, which is celebratory yeah. post, which is fantastic in a very short period of time. How do you get that out there? How do you get your audience to it? What do you do? Uh, I do podcast interviews. Um, <laughs> uh, While you're on this one, we've only got like five viewers, but they're five right. loyal viewers. Welcome. But I love it. Um, you know, there's no like, there's no magic key. Hmm. Um, I preach that micro communities are really, really great. That so I go to things I try to do, you know, you know, talk to people who do Dungeons and Dragons, people that love fantasy, Lord of the Rings, and and reach out to those kinds of people and, and get them to see what we're doing. And then hopefully, you know, share with their friends, you know, all podcasting, word of mouth is huge with podcasts. Yeah. Um, you know, getting featured on different sites is very difficult. Um, but, you know, if you can do that, great. You know, I, I say, you know, if you get an art, if you get on a list of like top 100 podcasts on Time Magazine uh, or like the New York Times or something like that, or the Melbourne Barnacle or, or whatever, uh, I don't know. I don't know any other paper. Um, they're, they, you know, people are going to skip that page very possibly. But if you mm. get in front of 100 people who love lord of the rings and love fantasy that's a bunch of people that might go oh i'm definitely going to check this out so i wish i had a you know uh, a silver bullet but you know uh you know when i did this when we when i when i did the promotion stuff 10 years ago with the other or 15 years ago or whatever with the other show the the landscape was very different mm. and and uh you know, it's not gatekeepers, but there are people that definitely have more eyes than you do. Yeah, I can I can understand what you're saying that you do get a lot of like kind of people kind of because because it's obviously so saturated now with podcasting and audio stuff. It's like a lot of people are now trying to like go, yeah, yeah, don't do this, don't do this, and trying to kind of steer you away from it. It's a bit shit, really, because I encourage anyone to do podcasting now. You know, whenever someone yeah. says you're a podcast, you said you should do one. You've got. You've got definitely got a face for radio. Um, <laughs> you've got a good voice. I mean, I have people that say like, well, this person told me to not do this and that's bad. And this, I was like, they're full of shit. Anybody telling you like flat out that something is bad, I pretty, you know, 99% of the time I'll be like, they're, you know, something worked for them maybe. Or, yeah. you know. But yeah, think just because something didn't work for them doesn't mean it doesn't work for yourself. You know what I mean? You, you could be better at it. You know, you, it's, I mean, social media is a huge aspect of this game. You know, you've got to have to be active on there. You've got to be doing this. And if this guy doesn't like doing social media, who's telling you, oh, don't do it, the guy's a bellend. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it better than you. And then come back to you and rub it in your face when I'm earning millions. There you go. And you know, <laughs> there are certain things that I'm like, well, it's probably good to get good at these things. Um, and putting out more content is good, but that doesn't mean that that uh, that you have to. I mean, so I had an argument years ago with somebody about I wanted a mute character on a show. And they're like, you can't do that. And then we had this big thing about it. And I still, to this day, I'm like, yeah, you can. And we have a horse. I'll guarantee you that horse doesn't talk. That horse doesn't say words. We didn't bring a horse into the studio. But that horse is the favorite character of many people. <laughs> Seriously, how'd you get a horse? How'd you do that then? Go listen to the show. Oh, there we go. Look at that. See if you want to listen to it, guys. Go for it. Listen to a horse. How'd you get a horse on? Like, this is great. I love that. that is so this is the reason. So when you ask it, like, how did you actually market it? This is it. This is Shane's way of doing it. You know, it's just like the marketing guru is like, how'd you do this? Listen to it and find out. Oh, there we go. We've got a few more listeners. Boom. Love that, Mike Rob. So, 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 Shane, you've obviously done the season one on it. You've, you, you, it's obviously been a great success. You say, have you, is season two coming out, or is that out yet? Yeah, I mean, we're we're in the midst of writing it right now. We're right. just starting the the production process, so I don't know when it's going to come out. But um, we keep having people ask for it, and it's it's a lot of work, and we don't have a whole lot of money. So, if anybody out there has a whole bunch of money and wants to to help us out, <laughs> give me a call. We we're looking for investors all the time. Oh, they say get get season two out. So. What would you? What's what's the main goal for this? What's the what's the end game? Or is it just whatever happens, happens? 
Uh, you mean just with Carcerum in general? Yeah, what's the end game? What do you want to do? Do you want to keep going for it, like an elongate series? you want to convert it into like a TV show you mentioned before or a film? I'm, I'm, I, if I had like the dream, if somebody came and goes, what's the dream? I would like to continue making the audio series of it. Um, we have a couple other audio series that we're working on, one called Hawk that's a noir show, um, very, very dark. Um, I think it would be very cool to take the audio from Carcerum and, and animate to it because it's already an animated show. It just has no visuals. Um, and I think that would be very, very interesting. Um, I mean, ultimately the goal would be to make a living, to be able to do more projects and, uh, you know, keep enjoying myself. Um, but yeah, the story is not done yet. If you get to the end of the season of season one, it ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. It's good. And it's good as well because each episode really, it's not like, massively long it's about half hour so it's quite kind of small segments that you can yeah. kind of you can really like, 20 minutes to 30 35 maybe so that is like bingeable that is literally switch it on and then you go because obviously my commute to work is like 45 minutes there's two episodes there's four episodes back and forth to work there you go job done that's all you need to do yeah yeah so, airline air, like air uh, airplane rides are great people listened you know walking their dogs in the morning working out um, uh, it's funny. We had a bunch of people try to say, they're like, I tried to listen at work and I can't because they end up just <laughs> not working because they're listening because there's so much going on. Um, and that's always fun. I always love it when people say, so I was watching your show and I go, no, you weren't, but that's a very high compliment. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's probably that's a fantastic call. I was watching that. No, you went, mate. I'll, you'll listen to it. Come on, but thank you very much. So, um, <laughs> so you mentioned before, right? Because I want to, I want to touch on this. I want to, you, you mentioned about forward time travel. What's this all about? Because I'm intrigued okay. now. We've done the, we've done the, the, the usual sort of stuff. I want to hear about the forward time travel. Forward time travel. Okay, so a couple things we need to agree on first. Go for okay? it. The speed of light is a constant. Yep. Correct? Yep. Great. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to pretend uh, you are on a skateboard. Okay. And you're just going, or, or uh, you know, one of those walking things in the airport and you're just going back and forth okay you're just going right. back and forth you have a flashlight and i'm just here and from my point of view so you're just doing this you know my yeah, point of view you're just going back and forth um you have a flashlight and you're just going up and down okay right That's it. so from your point of view what shape is that doing well, it's a line, isn't it? Yeah. It's the line. Yeah. Right. I'm looking at you, right? What shape is it making for me? Oh, it should be the same, isn't it? Is it? Is it? If I do this, watch. I'm going to go from Oh, because you're side. going left to right. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, good. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Oh, it's going to be a cross because you're going, yeah, it's going to be like, yeah, kind of zigzaggy thing. Yeah. These or whatever. Yeah. Things. Now, what is a longer distance? Well, it's going to be the zigzag because it's going up and down sort of thing, yeah. But light is a constant. I think so I'm just... How... <laughs> I'm about to go cross-eyed right now, Shane. This is... So, <laughs> you know, the theory of relativity, everything is relative. Time is relative. Right. So for you on the skateboard, the time is passing this fast. It's just the, this, the time that it goes from the top to the bottom. Yep. For me, time is going, is going slower, right? Slower. Slow. Because it's, it's a longer line that it takes. It takes more time to get from one point to the other. Oh, shit, yeah. I can see what you're saying there, yeah. So we're, that is an example of how you and I are, would be going through time at different speeds. So all time travel forward would be, would be, so for time travel, it seems instantaneous for one person, but everybody else, it takes a very long time, right? Right. That's what happens in that example. <laughs> That's a very cool one, actually. Think, I'm thinking about it. I'm just going, fucking hell, he's, he's fucking right now, isn't he? Jesus. So... Uh, these are the things that keep me up at night. <laughs> this is why you have no sleep. You're like waking, waking everyone up, four your mates up. Guess what, guys? I know forward time travel is real. It's like, for fuck's sake, Shane, not again. Yeah, right? I just mean it's it, forward time travel is, again, just the theory of relativity. Yeah. Time is 
the relative time that passes for you is different than the relative time that passes for me. That's awesome, that, isn't it? That's, it oh. makes you think, doesn't it? All this sort of stuff. It's just like, what? And I love having these kind of deep conversations about this and makes your kind of your, your, your brain tick and proper think about things that we don't really kind of notice, but actually, when you do actually get down to it, you're like, oh shit, the bed, that's actually true. Yeah. I mean, I, my, mean, I, think, I think most, most things can be explained very simply if you truly understand them. Yeah. If it gets really complicated to explain, it may mean to some degree, it may mean that it's, you don't truly understand it. Now that's a difference between if I have to explain to you how, you know, how uh, sound engineering works, I have to go through a number of steps. I have to teach you a number of things. So by the time I get to how do you engineer, yeah. you understand all of the terms that I'm using. Yeah. But it's a it's a small, small step. <laughs> oh, that's mental. Now I'm actually going to go off this and actually think about this. I'm going to sit there and the message is going to go, I need to tell you something that's going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> and, she's, and she's gonna go what tell me now and she and it's just gonna be a cascade effect she'll tell her friends and be like, who is this person change oh yeah he's got a, he's got a, a, a kind of episode online you know podcast theater thing oh there you go you've got you just, what the mouth it's gonna be about quantum mechanics and time travel i tell you what i was I love a, quantum mechanics if i didn't do this i think i would go back to school for quantum physics and quantum well, mechanics. I was, I was chatting to a mate the other day. Not that that's what that is, but I just yeah. yeah. I was chatting to a mate the other day, there, and he was like, "I I know the, the 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 reason of what's going on right now." And he was talking about this, and he was talking. It's not about like kind of time travel. He's talking about like dimensions and the multiverse. And I was like, "You just watched Spider Man, obviously." But he was talking about it, and he says his theory was his theory goes all this stuff that's happened. The reason that everything's the whole world's gone to shit so far, it's because of Harambe dying in 2016. I think it was. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, we are living in the shit part of the multiverse that Harambe died and we are now living in the shit part of it. But someone went back in time and stopped Harambe from dying and now they're living in the good part. Now we're living in the shit part of it. And I was like, really? And he goes, think about it. What's happened good since 2016 till now? Really true. There's not really too much for the other He's like, I, 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 theorem I, came out. I'm just saying. Oh, apart, <laughs> apart from that. And you, the guy's probably listening to this going, oh, this guy's full of shit. Yeah, he, yeah, he's probably full of shit. But when you're pissed at your head at one o'clock in the morning talking oh, yeah. about this, it's the my best question, conversation in the world. My question is, why does he think that there is somebody living the good? Why does, what makes it go like, well, there's clearly other people living the, the, the good stream. Yeah. So why are we not there? You know, it, it could open up a whole kettle of fish this dude, a whole, a whole wormhole down the, we could go down the rabbit hole with this one Shane, to be yeah. honest i'm down I, we can do it next next episode well he's coming on the show in a couple of weeks actually so i'm going to get him to go through it because he's uh, he's got his own podcast and that so i'm going to get him on and i'm going to make sure he describes it because he loves all he's he's like he's a historian or that sort of stuff he loves right. all that sort of stuff so i'm going to get him to describe it properly so i didn't do it justice he's probably going to listen to this and go for fuck's sake ryan do i have to do your job for you Yes, you, yes, you do. I'll come back and talk to him about it too, whenever you want. There we go. Oh, there we go. We've got a round table already starting. Let's get involved. There you go. Let's get involved. Shane, it's obviously I'm going to wrap this up now. I don't want to keep you going because I know you've got a lot of writing to do, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of entertaining people to do. But it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. So, uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, you can find if you go to carcerumtheseries.com, that's C A R C E R E M, theseries.com. You can find the show and all the links uh the behind the scenes interviews and videos um you can contact us or on any social media platform or just at carcerum the series um or you can just search c-a-r-c-e-r-e-m on any of your podcasting platforms so, fantastic obviously fun. we'll put obviously the links in the description when we release it so you guys can go straight to it but guys check it out it's a great show it's a hell of a cast on there and if you like as i say what shane says you like lord of the rings and the princess bride who doesn't? Let's be honest. The jerk, best that's true. If you're not a jerk, <laughs> the best two, the best film franchises ever made. Get right. yourself involved, guys, and show show the show Shane some love because the guy's doing some great stuff. And uh, check it out. But Shane, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We need to catch up again after season two comes out because I can imagine you've got more to talk about, and then we can go. I would there. love it. Always a pleasure, Shane. Take care. You too.